Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we're going to look at goal setting through a different lens. Instead of anxiously scripting a target based on the top 10 goals someone said you should achieve before some magical age, we're going to set a goal we can achieve, being the best you can be. Maybe you're purpose-driven and have your life planned out for the next 3, 5, or 10 years. Perhaps you love deadlines, competition, pushing yourself to uncomfortable heights, and winning more than losing. I mean, who doesn't? But maybe you find goal setting, milestones, self-motivation, and the celebratory dance all a bit overwhelming. So instead, you retreat until something comfortable and doable lands in your lap. Okay, no matter who you identify with, there is a plan for you. A leader in my company introduced me to the idea, best we can be. And it was a bit of a revelation for me. Don't you love how that happens? Something so simple can hit with perfect timing and shazam, it's life-altering. You see, I'm sometimes guilty of all-or-nothing thinking. I've worked really hard on varying degrees, but it's easy to revert back to this old habit. Now, I want you to see this idea of best we can be as a freedom-delivering, positive-vibe-inducing way of thinking not a scapegoat. Oh, believe me, I can justify anything. So if you're going into this with anything but positivity, you could see the mantra as an excuse to do less than you're capable of and call it good. I mean, it's the best I can be today. Nope, not buying it. This mantra should be liberating and give you extra motivation to try even harder. You see, goals should be personal, passionate, and ensure growth. If you're in line to lose 10 pounds, get a promotion, make six figures, or have six-pack abs, then grab a ticket and take a seat. But if you want to evaluate where you are, what you want, and how you're going to get there, then set your compass to striving for a better you, well, then grab your headlamp and let's get going. Scott over at changeyourlifeforever.co.uk starts us off with the best you can be and do it now. Be the best you can. Why? Because you can do this and you can be great and you can be awesome. And if you don't, then you will look back on your life and wish that you had lived a more fulfilled lifestyle. We all want things in life. We all have hopes and dreams, and the only thing stopping us is ourselves and the doubting nature that stops us from being the best we can be. When you learn to overcome these feelings and stop any overthinking as part of the process and take a proactive view on life, then you'll automatically see life for what it is. But how do you do it? How do you grab life and go for it? How do you find that meaning in your life that drives you to want to get these things? Well, here are some tips. First, work out what you want. What does your dream life look like? 
What gets you excited? What makes you happy? And what do you really desire to have in your life? This is an important aspect because when you know specifically what you want in life, then you are way above the rest of the people who are out there just dreaming and going to work every day but never achieving anything. When you clearly know what you want, then move to the next stage. Start a plan. Write all the things down that you want in your life and when you would like to achieve them by. It doesn't matter when the overthinking comes in and says, nah, that'll never happen. I can't achieve that. Just get it down on paper so you can look at it and reinforce what it is that you want in your life. Close your eyes. The one big thing successful people have is the ability to see themselves with their desires. That means using something like manifestation or visualization to have a clear view of what you want in your mind. See yourself there. What does it feel like? What are you doing? How are you regarded? How are you helping? This will train your subconscious mind to feel good about what you want. And then by practicing being the best you can be, you can move into the next stage. Get to work. Now you have to start working out what you need to do what you want. It may seem like a massive mountain to climb, but this is just the starting point. There's no rush for this as the universe will show you the way if you stay focused on what you want. You have to put in action here to get there. It might mean changing your job, your location, and your skills. Just start. Be prepared to fail. This is the biggest stumbling block for most people because failure induces panic and the feeling that you're unworthy. If you want to be the best you can be, then you must be willing to accept all failure as a challenge. So although you want to go into situations to win, accept that sometimes things will not work out. You'll learn how to become a better person by going through this and will become stronger. While most people will pack it in due to the first failure, you will keep growing and climbing and eventually get the life that you want. Stay consistent. Being consistent in your approach is important. Some days you'll be fraught with negativity. You'll think, I can't do this. This is too much. But stay on top of your thoughts and remain positive and just push through it. Consistency is key to absolutely everything in life. So be patient as you build your routines and good habits as they can take a few months. Confidence is key. A lot of people try to be something else or do things that are outside of their comfort zones, but this just puts you off rather than spurs you on. So do things that you know you're good at to build your confidence. Once you have the base of confidence, do things that you're not so sure about. If you accept failure as part of the journey, this will give you even more confidence along the way. People are drawn to confidence and will want to engage with you as a colleague, partner, or customer. Love yourself. Learning to love yourself is key to being the best you can be. This means knowing who you are, what your values are, what type of person you are, and what you're capable of. 
Be kind to yourself along the way and push yourself to achieve great things. Pushing yourself to take a look at your life and make needed changes and improvements just gives you more power. Stop any excuses. This may be the biggest thing. If you want to be the best, then you have to put the effort in. This means not questioning yourself about the little things and just get going. How many of you have said, yeah, I'll do it in a minute or sometime I'll get around to it or I'll do it when I can? Remember, there's no time like the present. And if you want to be successful in life, then you better stop the excuses in their tracks and stay motivated. Never give up. This is your path. This is what you want. So don't give up along the way. When you put in the effort consistently, all you have to work out is the right way of doing things. When you find the right way of doing it, things will just click and you'll be in the current. Be patient. Patience can be difficult, right? Because we want things and we want them now and we don't want to have to wait. Unfortunately, things don't happen like that. And being the best at something will take time and practice, so hang in there. Don't be disappointed if you miss the milestone. Regroup and do something to cheer yourself up again to move forward quickly. Don't let others put you off. Everyone has their own opinions and ideas, but it doesn't mean that they're right. Listening too intently to others will make you question yourself and your ability. So talk to your audience wisely. And if you really want to be the best you, choose people who can help you, guide you, and add value to what you're doing. Someone that can really help boost your confidence and not rip it to shreds. Learning to stay calm in these situations when people naysay your idea is paramount and you don't want their thoughts to get into your head. Educate yourself and reach out. Being the best means working smarter, not necessarily harder, and there's a big distinction there. For someone to win the race, they can't just simply learn to run faster. They must train particular muscles, learn balance, be motivated, see themselves winning, eat a healthy diet, etc. Find out who the winners are in your particular area and then ask them questions and let them help you become the best you. This is up to you. Life is what you make it and it's up to you. You have the power within you to set goals in your life. Get out there and achieve them. Overcome obstacles along the way. Become the best. Be motivated and stay positive. It just takes tenacity consistency, and then recording your events along the way. Don't compare yourself to others. We can all look at other people and think, geez, I am nowhere near as good as them. How can they do that? But you know, they're probably looking at you and saying the exact same thing. So never question yourself against someone else. Just do more of what you're doing and believe in yourself that you will be great and that you deserve to be the best you can be. Recording, rewards, and recognition. There's absolutely no point in trying to be the best if you don't know what the best even looks like. As an example, you want to be a bodybuilder. 
You look in the mirror every day and you see some gains and think, yeah, I'm doing all right. But you become demotivated because your gains are not as big as you thought they should be. So you start taking measurements so that you can see your increases. Only by measuring your achievements will you ever find success. Then you have to reward yourself and recognize yourself for these achievements because there's no point in doing anything unless it makes you feel like you've accomplished something. Hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself fully accountable for everything you do and don't look to blame others. You either put in the effort or you don't. Keep yourself accountable when you're slacking. Learn to motivate yourself when you want to give up. Know yourself inside and out and admit when you could have given more. Blaming others is not the way to go if you want to be your best. Enjoy it. This should be fun. Mapping out your goals, working hard, achieving them, getting the rewards and recognition, feeling accomplished and proud of what you did. So enjoy every minute of it. And when it gets tough, know that this is worth it and own it and put a smile back on your face. Be kind and embrace others. If you really want to be the best, then you should be kind to others. Embrace them and help them along the way too. Everyone can succeed in life, and we can all help each other do this. On our own, we can be great. With others' help, we can be awesome. So always spread kindness and love in everything that you do. Have gratitude. Be thankful and grateful. If you've gone this far, you now have the tenacity and motivation to get out there and smash it. Live life like you want it to be. Achieve the things you want and then look back and be grateful that you found the power inside to do it. Now, don't forget to recap and recap often. If you're the aforementioned goal-driven achiever, you might keep your head down barreling for the finish line, only looking up long enough to create a new goal. If that's you, then it's easy to forget what you've already accomplished. This is a great year-end activity, but don't wait that long. Spend some time looking over your weeks, months, or years to put together a timeline of milestones met, adventures experienced, and unexpected surprises. Last year, Matt and I had very specific goals, and where we met some of them... We also had some big events and projects that were unexpected, but so rewarding. Make this exercise a fun event. Grab some friends, some good food, and have some lively conversations as you recap how far you've come. I think it's important to revisit the black and white, hot, cold, all or nothing thinking that has a nasty way of sabotaging our growth. Alea Cooks-Campbell gives us more information on all-or-nothing thinking, three ways to stop throwing in the towel, found at BetterUp.com. Do you find yourself harping on small mistakes? Do you brush off positive feedback to zone in on one negative comment? If so, you might be guilty of all-or-nothing thinking. If that's the case, you're not alone. The human brain has a negativity bias. 
that is, we attribute more weight to negative experiences and interactions than positive ones. From a survival standpoint, this makes sense. But from an experiential perspective, it's not terribly accurate or fun. Your all-or-nothing thinking patterns could be making you more stressed, less creative, and closed off to potential solutions. All-or-nothing thinking is one of the most common cognitive distortions. A cognitive distortion is a faulty thought pattern that makes us more prone to negative thoughts and conclusions. This type of thinking makes us forget to challenge our thought processes and look for evidence to the contrary or alternative solutions. While there are many types of cognitive distortion, nearly everyone has experienced all-or-nothing thinking. All-or-nothing thinking is a negative thinking pattern that polarizes situations, experiences, choices, and people. Also known as black or white thinking, this thought process leads people to place everything into boxes of good or bad. This thought pattern leaves no room for balanced perspectives and often discounts conflicting or ambiguous information. All-or-nothing thinking is especially common in perfectionists and those with mental health disorders like anxiety or depression. When you give in to this type of thinking, you're essentially saying that there are only two options, success or failure. In reality, most of us spend our time somewhere in the middle and probably closer to success than we actually realize. Let's look at some examples of how all-or-nothing thinking impacts your well-being. Example number one. Performance reviews are coming up, and Desi is worried. They know that their performance has mostly been pretty good, but there was a major project that they dropped the ball on. Unfortunately, as Desi gets closer to the review time, it's all they can think about. They say to themselves, if I couldn't get that right then I can't be trusted with bigger projects. There's no way I'll ask for a raise now. They're probably just keeping me around until they want to hire someone else. Example number two. John grew up in a strict household, and his parents kept everything running like clockwork. But now that he has kids of his own, he feels like he's always dropping the ball. John is used to being on time but he's now often running late, which is a constant source of stress. The kids rarely make it to the school bus on time. He thinks to himself, I'm not cut out for parenting. If I can't even get my kids to school on time, what kind of dad am I? Example number three. Becca has anxiety and depression, and she sees a therapist. Even though she feels good most of the time, There are times when she starts to feel down or exhausted. When this happens, it can be difficult to handle daily tasks like cooking, laundry, or washing dishes. It's all she can do to go to work and get back to her bed. When things start to slide, Becca stares at the laundry and dirty dishes in dismay. Who lets themselves live like this? After all the money spent on therapy, I can't even clean up after myself. In each of these examples, there's a trigger. Whether it's dirty dishes, a past mistake, or a missed bus. In each case, the person made the situation mean something about their self-worth or value as a person. 
that escalates things from a challenging situation to a personal crisis. All or nothing thinking is a subtle voice in the brain. Its messages can often feel like reality. We're inclined to believe the negative thoughts because we have proof. The evidence is right there. If we were better, we would have avoided the situation we find ourselves in. This kind of mental filtering can ruin our confidence, self-efficacy, and problem-solving ability. Here are some ways all-or-nothing thinking affects us. Decreased confidence and self-esteem. Less willingness to take risks. Feeling like a failure. Fear of asking for help. Unable to think of solutions or find a middle ground. Lack of self-compassion. Less resilience. Unwilling or unable to forgive ourselves. Zero-sum thinking and all-or-nothing thinking are often used interchangeably, but the terms are a bit different. Both of them are thought patterns that deal in extremes. However, with zero-sum thinking, the fallacy is that in order for someone to get what they want, someone else has to miss out. People who think this way have difficulty coming to a compromise. Instead of everything being good or bad, everything is win or lose. This can lead to feeling like everyone is out to get you or has an ulterior motive. In order to overcome all-or-nothing patterns, you have to learn to recognize them. Here are some indicators that you could spend a little more time in the gray area. You often use words like always, never, should, and shouldn't. You have a hard time seeing the positives in situations. You often look at the downsides, even with potential opportunities. You won't try something unless you're confident you can do it perfectly. You have a hard time receiving feedback, positive or constructive. Small mistakes can make you feel like a total failure. If you feel like you recognize these tendencies, it's worth learning how to shift the way that you think about situations in your life. Overcoming all-or-nothing thinking can help you boost your self-esteem and cognitive flexibility. The first and most important step to curb negative thought patterns is to learn to recognize them. This can be challenging since our thoughts run unconsciously and consistently, and many of them are not that positive. All-or-nothing thinking is a habit, and like any other habit, you need to notice it to break it. Number one, try relabeling your thoughts. When you notice that you've assigned meaning to a situation, call yourself out on it. You may not use the terms good and bad, but chances are you have another default term. Everyone has a favorite way of beating themselves up. Once you've pinpointed the pattern, label it. Black and white thinkers tend to label their behavior or circumstances. In this case, you'll just label the whole thought process as all or nothing. Labeling the thought process pulls you out of the automatic thought loop and into the reasoning part of your brain. Once again, just label the entire process. Don't use it as an excuse to beat yourself up. This is a game of noticing, 
And if you do it even once, you're doing great. Number two, get perspective. You've identified that you're thinking about something in an unhelpful way. Now, take it to trial. You can even write it down. What happened? What does it mean about you? Where's your proof? If you need to, run it by a friend, family member, or coach who can help you come up with other ways to look at the situation. For example, you may feel bad that you forgot a friend's birthday. That doesn't make you a terrible friend. It means you forgot. And even more importantly, it tells you something about your values. You might actually be a pretty good friend or it wouldn't matter so much to you. Brainstorm all possible solutions, reasons, and explanations from the reasonable to the ridiculous. You might find that the gray area is much bigger and more plausible than you think. Number three, reframe the thought. Once you have a wider range of thoughts to choose from, rephrase your original thought. Remind yourself of all possible explanations that exist between absolute failure and absolute success. For example, you go on a job interview. You think it went well, but when you tell your friend about it later, they don't agree with you. I just wouldn't have answered the question like that, they say. You feel like it went fine, but now you can't stop thinking about what your friend said. You start searching interview questions and prep material. You think about sending the interviewer a follow-up response on LinkedIn just to make sure they understood what you meant. Before you spiral any further or hit send, stop and ask yourself, what are five other ways to look at this? Maybe your answer was perfect. Maybe it wasn't, but the hiring manager appreciated your candor. Maybe your friend is jealous of your new opportunity. The truth is likely somewhere in between, that you're being evaluated on a variety of factors. One comment, even if it wasn't perfect, won't outweigh your entire interview process. You're an excellent candidate, and you wouldn't be interviewing if you weren't. And if you don't get this job, there will be others. The fact is, most of what we tell ourselves is a story, and some stories have more truth than others. Pick the one that empowers you and maybe even lets you off the hook a little. If you don't get to be the hero of your own story, then who does? Learning to reframe distorted thoughts is a key skill taught in cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT. It helps you pinpoint self-criticism and evaluate the accuracy of those thoughts. And like any skill, it's something that you can continue to get better at. Progress, not perfection. When we get trapped in all-or-nothing thinking, we're essentially saying to ourselves that perfection is the only good outcome. And that's just not true. If we only accept perfection, we're doomed to failure. We'll have a negative self-perception because no matter how well things turn out, we'll never measure up. The trick to dismantling all-or-nothing thinking is to reward ourselves for progress, not perfection. We don't have to get it right all the time. We just have to continue to grow. When we reframe our expectations and take a closer look at ourselves, we might find things are going better than we imagined. 
Once you identify a thought pattern you're having, you can get to work on modifying that thinking. Remember, you're in charge here, and for whatever reason, you've developed some unhelpful habits. Listen to your self-talk. No, really listen. Most of our self-talk is subconscious, and we turn the volume down, letting it play on repeat in the back of our brains. But don't kid yourself. It's doing some serious damage. Next time you notice the whisper, pause, turn up the volume, and listen. When you turn your attention in this manner, then it stops. Stage fright, you know? Just say out loud, what did you say? Speak up. That's what I thought. I don't feel that way about myself, so get lost. You and only you can change your way of thinking. Don't wait till the sun is shining, birds are singing, and everything is rosy. The only way to get rid of the darkness is to turn on the light. Let's hear a little more from Scott over at Change Your Life Forever. It's motivational with a Scottish accent, so win-win. Hi there, and welcome to changeyourlifeforever.co.uk. It's Scott, your host speaking, and today we're going to talk about being the best you can be. And that doesn't actually mean that you have to be number one, by the way. All it means is that you go out and you try hard in life. You try your hardest at absolutely everything that you can possibly do. And it doesn't matter what it is in life, whether it's boring, whether it's tedious, whether it's something you don't want to do. Setting yourself up to challenge yourself in every single opportunity that you have in life will really stand you in great stead. It means finding out more about yourself, understanding yourself, being self-critical to yourself. Because when you can criticize yourself and you can see that you need to develop and develop in different ways through communicating with people, being kind, being supportive, being the fastest runner or whatever it is, if you can analyze how you react to a situation and you can look at it and say, yeah, I could have done better doing this, I could have done better doing that, then you will become an amazing person. And what happens is, you know as well as I do, that people are cruel out there and people love to criticize others. And especially where social media is is around nowadays is people find it actually fun to put other people down, which means that if you're self-criticizing yourself in the first place, then it is easier to accept that criticism from other people because you've recognized that in yourself. You know, and sometimes we can do things, you know, we can say unkind things to people we don't mean, that we need to take back. And it's like recognizing who you are as a person and being proud of who you are and making sure that for everything that you do in every day part of your life, you become better at it. You know, it's like a simple thing like parenting. You know, sometimes kids want us up that much that you you probably end up shouting at them you probably go to bed later on feeling guilty about it but recognizing that you did something wrong there and it's not actually the child that is causing the problem it's just the fact we're probably knackered we probably just want them to go to bed and it is us and our own minds that think those things and create the issue in the first place you know so 
looking after yourself and challenging yourself every single day to be a better person, to be better at work, to be better what what you're doing in the future will really, really pay off by you understanding more about yourself, what you're capable of, what you can achieve. You will build a level of confidence in yourself that is second to none. And have you ever walked in, seen somebody that's walked into a room and gone, oh my God, look at them, they light that room up. That's because that person knows who they are. They know that everything that they do, they are doing the best that they can. I think sometimes it's easy in life for us all to get complacent. You know, we get a job and we think, yeah, I'll work my nine to five or go home, put my feet up on the tele, put my feet up, not on the telly, or put my feet up and watch the telly. And, you know, just let life pass us by. But life should be fun. It should be amazing. It should be something that we all wake up in the morning looking forward to the day, looking forward to going and making the world a little bit of a better place, challenging ourselves, you know, doing things that make us feel alive, sharing our stories with other people, you know, competing in things, you know, just making sure that we stay on top of ourselves because it's easy to look at life and go, yeah, this is rubbish. You know, I'm not achieving what I want you know I'm not getting that pay rise I'm not getting the job that I want but when you go out there to be the best that you possibly can understand more about yourself then you become a really really powerful person and you become somebody that is so focused on achieving what they want in life that every time that you go for it you will overcome all the obstacles you will overcome all the challenges and you will be the person that gets all the rewards in life, you will be that person that is so confident that even if you fail, you will move your confidence onto the next thing and you'll know next time you won't fail and you'll learn from that experience and you'll do better and you'll find a way to get what you want. So being the best you can be, absolutely everything is really, really important. And, you know, I I remember an example once I was kind of, working in a metal pressing factory you know and it was laborious like you'd stick your foot on a on a machine and you put a piece of metal in and this big finger come down and cut it out you know and you look at it and you could say nah this is crap you know it's rubbish i hate this job it's an absolute nightmare you know i don't want to do it anymore or you can look at it and go okay how can we make this fun so what we started doing is we started competing with each other and pressing the metal and flicking it and flacking it and you know all of a sudden we were having a right laugh by making making it fun and I actually become one of the best metal pressers there was there and they offered me a full-time job because they were so impressed about how I did but when you want to be the best at something you just challenge yourself with absolutely everything in life you challenge yourself to become better at absolutely everything and it's a really great quality that if you can harness you will come out on top of everybody else in life so when you get out there if you're washing the dishes it don't matter what you're doing what job it is just do it to the best of your ability look back on it be proud of yourself pat yourself on the back give yourself a reward give yourself recognition work out how you can do it better next time and just go out there and smash life enjoy it and be the best you can be JD from Sources of Insight has come up with eight practices for developing mindfulness. Act yourself into a new way of thinking. So let's walk through them. In the book Anticipate, The Art of Leading by Looking Ahead, Rob Jean Dijon 
shares eight practices you can use to act yourself into a new way of thinking. According to Linger, growing your mindful state boils down to three behaviors, creating new categories, welcoming new information, and adopting more than one view. Rob Jean Dijong provides eight practices we can use to help practice these behaviors and develop our mindfulness so that we can recategorize information, stay open to new information, and stop taking a single perspective. Number one, yes and swap out but with and. In the next few days, try catching yourself when you say yes but. Nine out of 10 times, you will be stopping a thought or an idea that isn't in line with your current thinking and is blocking a creative idea or alternative perspective in the process. To combat this tendency, immediately rephrase your action to yes and, allowing you to make your point by remaining open rather than closed. Keep up this practice until yes and becomes your default reaction. It shouldn't take you more than two weeks of practice to make this saying a habit. Remember, just one word can make a huge difference. Break the pattern. Do the opposite of what you normally do. A deceptively simple practice is to increase your chances of seeing things differently is deliberately breaking your normal pattern of working, communicating, thinking, reacting, and responding. For example, If you're normally the first to volunteer, hold back. Or if you're always the one who holds back, now volunteer. If you're very punctual, arrive late. As confronting as that might sound. Powerful questions. Ask better questions. Artfully designed questions generate curiosity, are thought-provoking, challenge underlying assumptions, and invite creativity. Moreover, they give us energy, making us aware of the fact that there is something to explore that we hadn't fully grasped before. So train yourself to catch poorly designed questions asked by you as well as others and reformulate them. Keep the three dimensions in mind. Why, what, how constructions, scope, and underlying assumptions. Appreciative inquiry. Ask questions that appreciate what's going on and what's going well. Help reveal why things are going well. Develop a set of appreciative questions aimed at discovering what is going well and why. Use them when analyzing problems, withholding the temptation to first ask what went wrong. Radical exposure. Expose yourself to radically different people, experiences, and events. The radical exposure practice promotes a deliberate effort to engage with some frequency with a subgroup that is profoundly different from the usual suspects you hang out with. Unblind your blind spot. Reveal blind spots by putting more options on the table and looking for the non-obvious. Group dynamics often make what's on the table appear as though it's the only possibility, but it rarely is. It's just what the group is most comfortable with. Once an option is chosen, the group is unlikely to consider anything else. Whenever you engage in a conversation aimed at clarifying or making a decision, ask at the appropriate moments. What other options exist? What are we not seeing or saying? Listen to learn. Get curious and develop your curiosity. Don't treat information like a broken record. Find a new groove. 
Consciously and deliberately go into listening mode. This means not taking over the conversation with your ideas or observations, no matter how much you want to. Just keep asking questions and don't miss anything your conversation partner mentions, no matter how odd it seems or how disconnected the person's views from yours are. Opinion swap. Try another perspective on for size. This will help you see things from new angles. Choose someone at work who is least like you. Not someone you dislike, just someone very different. You two might differ in character, taste, thoughts, or actions. Think of a subject you normally disagree on. It might be something simple like a product, marketing message, or television program that you avoid or find trivial and the other person really likes. Imagine yourself adopting these ideas. Try it on like an outfit. See things from this person's point of view and come up with some reasons why they love and why you hate, or vice versa. Naturally, you're probably already thinking about these practices and whether or not they'll work. And that's exactly the opposite of what to do. The whole point is to actually do the practices and then notice how your thinking changes in unexpected and perhaps profound ways. If you want to share encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, turn on the light, ask negative self-talk to zip it, and focus your newfound positive thinking on you. This year, set a goal you can achieve, the best you can be. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone through until the path was clear. That's when I found you, how I wound up here.